Welcome to Newcastle Going Green, a series of monthly podcasts brought to you by the Newcastle Sustainability Advisory Board. Each episode will give you information about green initiatives and sustainable options you can find around Newcastle. Hear from experts in various fields, coupled with a neighbor's experience with the practice being discussed during each podcast. If you joined us last month, you heard that we deviated from this formula and we're going to do the same this month as well. Don't fear, we will return to the original design of our podcast next month, but these two months have really been into conversations we want to get started. So without further ado, let's get started. Newcastle going green. Awesome. Yeah, it's good to be back. Welcome, everybody. March 1st, kind of crazy. We're going to be doing uh, two episodes this month, so which is a first for us. So that should, good. Be, that should be good. I like um, that. I can you believe it's March? I it's can't it's, believe there's actual amazing. snow showed up. I know. <laughs> so, finally, you had you guys had a snow day yesterday. We did. We did. And did you snow, go brol- fr- frolicking in the snow? I, I did not. I was actually in my bed yesterday, but okay, okay. with the lights off, of course. All right. No, no worries. <laughs> to each, um, each their own. So all right. Yeah, so go ahead. today we're going to talk about some uh, education, educational values of sustainability, and we're going to bring this in with, uh, you know, me and Gabby's experience uh, at school and the youth. And I think it's going to be great. And I wanted to get started by just explaining a little statistic from uh, One Planet, One Future. And that is that education must address the environmental crisis and the rights of future generations. And I completely agree with that. I think that the next generation must play a key role to protect and save our planet. There is so much to do. And young people, for example, Greta Thunberg and young climate groups like Youth for Nature, Earth Uprising, and even on a local level, um, Frankie Lead of uh, Citizens Climate Lobby, you know, plus all of the amazing and wonderful college and high school students of all these different movements are leading our generation towards a more sustainable future. And there are so many countless environmental issues with a, which affect our global population and education must play that key role in messaging and creating solutions to those environmental issues. And that is really important to us. Yes, there's a lot going on. And uh, seeing the youth makes me hopeful because at this point, you know, we, we have to put our trust in in you. There's something called our Children's Trust, actually. They filed a lawsuit against the United States uh, to, that it guarantees them, it should guarantee them free, you know, to, to have breathable air, land, and water as a given right to uh, being a citizen of this country. So went through legal stuff, but we won't go there because it's too long. But on today's episode, we want to talk to Greeley seniors. I can't believe you're seniors. You're going to leave us. No. Crazy. Second semester uh, seniors. Oh, man. You are you're hitting the uh, college next uh, fall. Uh, so we have Aaron Silver and Gabriel Paley. I call them the Greeley guys, but they're amazingly smart, talented, and and, and wonderful guys. Uh, and we want to talk to them about uh, environmental sustainable background and what they plan to study in college if they plan to, you know, hit a bit on uh, environment. I'm I'm hoping and I think the answer would be yes. So without further ado, again, welcome to Newcastle Going Green. Um, I have to say, during my time serving on Sustainability Advisory Board, which is 10 plus years at this point, I've had the pleasure of working with some really smart, hardworking, passionate, and dedicated students. Uh, I've always been constantly impressed at their writing, researching, and speaking skills. Uh, Every time I've heard a student stand in front of the town board to plead their case on issues such as 
reusable bag law and leaf blower legislation. We all listen and we're, we're all smiling knowing that the future is in good hands at this point. They've helped us push some of the uh, important issues as I just mentioned, and it got me thinking. If these students can do so much on a committee on a local level, what else uh, will they be able to accomplish when they enter the real world? Uh, I wondered if their time participating in the SAB ever influenced what they would study in college. So today we're going to have a conversation about how they came to be involved and what they plan on doing once they leave Newcastle. Uh, just quickly, I was having a conversation with Alicia Malloy, who's a fellow uh, teammate here on Newcastle Growing Green and a board member of the SAB. And she mentioned to me that her first day of college, she studied environmental studies with, at Paul Smith's colleges. Her professor asked her, what is your earliest environmental memory? I guess the reasoning behind this question is because those early environmental memory, memories really do hold significance in a sustained care and passion for the environment. So again, going to ask you guys, uh, Gabriel, we, we'll, we'll, we'll turn to you. What is your earliest environmental memory that kind of brought you in, kind of your aha moment as a, as a youngster? Yeah, thank you so much for the question. And thank you so much for your kind words. Um, it's been an honor being on the board and it's been amazing working with you for the last few years as my, uh, oh, we got to come up with a, with a better name for you, you know? If we're the girly guys, then you have to be, you have to be like our, our major guard. Take, take it to the max. <laughs> I'm just I like that. Oh, that's a good one. Take it to the max. <laughs> right. Take it to the max. That's fine. I think my, I think my earliest recollections, environmentally speaking, were um, when I was a kid, I, I, I was, uh, I had chronic illness and that meant that I had to be out of school for a little bit, but it also meant that I got to do um, a pretty expansive tour of almost every park and reservation that's close to us. So I got to see some incredible natural beauty from an early age. And, and from a, like, I, I was thinking about environmental headlines very early on, just from looking at this incredible beauty and then having to ask my mom questions like, why are these parks disappearing? Why are these parks underfunded, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that definitely paved the way for a lot of my work later. And I'm very grateful for the experiences that I had at places like Rockefeller State Park, Gedney, and then a bunch of places across New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And cool. including Buttonhook Forest. Oh, yeah, of which, course. Which is a whole other thing we can't go into at the moment, but it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And I know you were in total awe when you saw it. So I was very happy. Exactly. Able to come and, and do something to, to help. Uh, on that level. So Aaron. So yeah, so uh, this is an interesting one. And this is really, you know, I, we used to go to up to California every summer and we still do, but you know, more so when I was younger um, to see family. And so one year we decided to take a trip up upstate to California uh, in uh, Laguna Beach. <clears throat> it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And at the hotel that we were staying at, there was a bunch of aquatic wildlife down by the beach on these rocks. And I remember going down to the beach and me being obsessed with hermit crabs, which, you know, of course <laughs> I was, um, you know, would always go down there and read a sign that says, please do not pick up the hermit crabs and move them because they are here in their own environment. 
And while this isn't so, you know, you know, turning off the lights or, you know, using an electric car, this is still a huge part of our environment where, you know, wildlife are being interrupted by, by humans. And so we need to respect everyone's space, even if it's a hermit crab. So I remember going down to the beach and, you know, just observing with my eyes, the hermit crabs and not touching them because my dad would not want me to touch them because the sign said not to touch them. And I think I was really young. I was probably like four or five and right. it's just, you know, it just got me thinking. And I, I was thinking about this the other day and, you know, wow. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. I mean, I, I remember take my mom taking me through vacant lots in Brooklyn. I live near Brighton beach. I was on ocean parkway and my mom was very much a nature lover. And we had stuff in our small backyard in Brooklyn, which was <clears throat> awesome. And she took me to vacant lots and things would be growing through the cracks of the cement. And I always said, wow, if that can happen, you know, look at the forest, but I'm seeing things come alive in, in, a, in a more urban area, which was pretty incredible. So I guess we all have a, a starting point somewhere where we where we observe and see, uh, including Herbert Krebs and, and beautiful parks that, that, that uh, Gabby uh, saw. So uh, if other students were considering joining the Sustainability Advisory Board, what kind of advice would you give them to come on? Uh, Gabby, what, what do you say? I think um, this is a really interesting question because I came onto the SAB because another student member invited me and um, I was super nervous for my first meeting. Um, I remember getting ready for a few days before reading the agenda. And, and, and uh, um, I think the main piece of advice that I would give is that it's a very, or more a word of sort of advice. It's an incredibly welcoming, incredibly warm community of environmental advocates that wants you, that needs you, and will always find a place for you to help out. And it's even better if you come in with um, a prerequisite passion. Uh, like uh, for me, it was pollinators. I really enjoyed working on pollinator protection and reading about it, telling people about it. But it's really just a magical community and there's just no need, there's there's no reason not to join if you care about the environment. Yeah, we, we, I, need, we need more people. We need to get some, some new Greeley uh, students on board. I totally, I completely agree with that. Um, I think for me, if I were to have to give advice for considering students considering to join, my advice would be to join, <laughs> um, sit in on a meeting. Like, you know, that's how it worked for me, uh, me and Gabby, you know, we both sat in on probably 10 meetings before we actually, uh, filled out an application and, you know, we're ever again, like Gabby said, everyone's so welcoming, but I would start by sitting in meetings and jump on a project. When you get in there, share your ideas because we need young people. We need their perspectives. And right. I think that being a student volunteer and in, in, in even sitting in on meetings is just great because you can spread that information to other people. So join sit in on a meeting, have your, you know, if you're a parent listening to this, have your kids, you know, uh, inquire, uh, about it. And honestly, the zoom links are on the, uh, on the town board website, which I'll include at the end of the video, at the end of the podcast. Right. So, you know, you just go and join, sit in on a zoom and we'll yeah, welcome, usually do a few introductions to new people in the beginning. So it'll be great. 
Right. And, and the input that you guys have given and the work that you've done uh, is very much appreciated beyond what you even realize. And, and we need to pay it forward to, to the, 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 uh, the classmen and the, the freshmen and sophomore yes. juniors yes. come, you know, and we need to, to, to get some more students involved. And I mean, education, uh, environmental education should really start young as well. I mean, when, uh, to me, I think there's a lot of programs K through five. Um, there's, there's a lot of different groups, uh, out there that work with kids. They, uh, you know, at, at this point, it's, it's just to know that you can start at a level, even in kindergarten, to get kids to understand nature and the importance of nature. And I mean, right here in Chappaqua, we had the, uh, the, the, the environment, children environmental uh, group, it's called SELF. Uh, and it was right here in Chappaqua that it started and, and it's developing curriculum. Like, do you think there should be curriculum for kids at a young age, just quickly? I mean, yeah. Of course. Yes. Okay. I think, you know, I think, and, and to be honest with you, I remember like the districts is, is doing, you know, is, is continuing their efforts. I think it's important that everybody uh, gets environmental education because, you know, you know, moving on to like just the next part of that, our college experiences, like, you know, whether we're going to be going somewhere or not, you know, where we're going to be going, it doesn't matter where we go to take our, to take our interests and continue that in college for environmental science is going to be really helpful. Right. For so, example. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you know where you're headed in the fall I, and what you're hoping to study, both of you. I don't know where I'm heading yet. I have some great options. I'm still waiting uh, until April 1st for the uh, deadline for all the rest of the decisions to come out, but where I'm headed again, doesn't matter in this pers in this context. I will be minoring in uh, environmental sciences and environmental studies, and I am excited. And yes, I, I you know, it's going to be great. I'm glad. And I think, you know, being on the SAB has definitely helped me make the decision to minor in environmental science. I'm actually majoring uh, in neuroscience mm -hmm. and to, you know, go on completely opposite ends of the spectrum and still be able to want to learn more about environmental sciences. Yes, the SAB has truly made it a great experience and made me want to continue studying this in college. Yeah, I can't wait to hear some of uh, the courses you're going to be taking next year and see yeah. what you're doing. You'll have to come back and visit on your break. We're going to make you come in. We have a hook for both of you. Oh, I will. Uh, definitely. Oh, 100%. Good, good, good. So so uh, uh, what what say you Mr. Gabriel, about what you're doing next year. And, uh, Mr. Gabriel. Yes, I'm going to call you Mr. Gabriel here. I will be attending um, Duke, Duke University, and I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to be minoring in environmental science, but the reason why I chose my current major split, which is economics and computer science, is because I want to pursue environmental policy changes. So when I was actually doing the college process, I became really inspired by this idea of applying both scientific methods and scientific knowledge and, and, and softer skills with super quantitative, you know, statistical and, and, and mathematical models <clears throat> in order to improve policy. I think it's something that's incredibly powerful. I don't think it's been explored enough. I don't think that there, I think that there's a very large chasm between the 
work that people are doing with numbers and the work that people are doing in the field. And I think that if those come together, if people gain both be gain an appreciation for environmental research, collect more data and, and create a more robust space while also creating more meaningful solutions, I think we can have better policy, better government and in the end, better action. I, I, I that was perfectly said. Yeah, I mean, clean tech is is a field. A lot of the uh, they're saying there's a lot of jobs in in that you know area right right now because it's a growing field because you're having solar and wind and fusion and electric there's a lot going on and with the infrastructure bill and, and with uh, the different bills coming through uh, they're giving more money to local areas as well as you know to the national and global so the policy questions are very important you know, of the course. Department of Energy, the, the the EPA, there's there's so much and private, you know, also companies and investment that's going on. So that's that's a really good area. And I'm glad you're you're uh, focusing on, on the yeah. um, the policy end of things, too. That's very important. Yeah. So thank you. So you guys have been so amazing and we've appreciated, you know, everything. You're not done yet. We're not still, done yet. Whoa, there's, still, whoa. there's still work to do. Uh, we're going to you know, we're going to have an earth an Earth Day special next month. So we'll have some more information from you too about what, you know, that as well. But there's there's much to be done. And again, we encourage people to come uh, to to the meetings, uh, whether you're just a resident or, and and bring your 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 teenager with you. Please do. Uh, Please and, do. And, and and we need to have more people on on the board and especially the you know students like like uh, Gabriel and Aaron, you guys are. And again, everybody's welcome. We want everybody to come. So, so thank okay. you so much. Thanks, Maxine, for this. This was great. Um, I know I speak for me, but I, I also speak for Gabby that, that, you know, the SAB has been a really amazing experience. And we had, su especially today, we had such a good time sharing our experiences being involved on the SAB and our future plans. And yeah. So thanks for joining us on Absolutely. today's episode of Newcastle Going Green. Uh, for more info about the Sustainability Advisory Board, you can visit the About Us section of the Newcastle website at www.mynewcastle.org slash 303 slash sustainability dash advisory dash board. You can also visit the SAB's Facebook page, or you can email us at sab at mynewcastle.org with any questions or ideas we take all suggestions into consideration. I want to thank Alicia Malloy for setting up this amazing episode and for all of her behind the scenes help. I'm Aaron Silver, along with Gabriel Paley and Maxine Margot Rubin, and we'll see you next time.